Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mark and Sarah call it a comeback. Mark and Sarah been here for years. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. I mean, the real journey was all the theme songs that I spliced along the way. Hello, welcome back to the Do Call It a Comeback season of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. We are at the end of the season proper. We will have some more content for you later on in the calendar, but today we are finally choosing the comebackiest pop song of all time. I'm your co-host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I am here with Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. Yo, MTV raps. <laughs> yeah, it does. Right in our theme song. Um, if you are just arriving, I urge you to go back to the beginning of the season because we're just going to, you know, get right into it. But the, our finalists, first and foremost, are Believe by Cher and Walk This Way by Run DMC and Aerosmith. And I think that this is, if not the final that I exactly predicted, it is Correct. Do you agree? I could not agree with you more. This actually feels like cosmically correct, like you said, because these two artists or songs crystallize the notion of the comeback, but they don't do it in exactly the same way. So either one of them, honestly, would be a great winner. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I've ever felt that in the final of any other tournament that we've ever done before, where I feel like, wow. No one is going to be disappointing to me as a victor today. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's like the last two or the last five or however we happen to be structuring it that season is like, it's not surprising, but in some ways it's a little disappointing that we collectively as a culture for, as you know, you, I, and our Patreon supporters who also vote on these matters um, really do speak for the entire culture. Yes, and without we will a doubt. not be taking any uh, questions at this time <laughs> or pushback. Yeah, but you know what I mean. That sometimes you really are sort of looking at it like, well, I mean, but Donny Osmond should be here. Like he he shouldn't. He he ended where he needed to end, and uh, I think that these are the right uh, the right ones to battle it out. I do have uh, clips for both. Yes. I had my reasons for pulling each of these clips, uh, but let us begin with the clip that I pulled from Shares Believe. Again, we have never really, quote, needed a clip to refresh our memories about this song because once it came, it brought all of its shit unpacked and is just here. But I thought it was worthwhile to talk about why it's such a stay back as our uh, esteemed listener, Diana pointed out a couple of episodes ago, I think. Yes. Part of the comeback is the stay back, and no one's better at it than this lady. Here's a clip of Believe. Talking to you 
I mean, I I pulled from the beginning because it's such a clarion call to the dance floor. Yes. And it is the opening of this. And if you watch the video and her face, which is like, there's no talking to you. And she just sort of like rolls her eyes, both at herself, the narrator, but also at the you that she's addressing. And the way that it, like Cher, in the beginning is like so much artifice. Like, I'm not sure there's an actual like analog instrument happening anywhere in this beginning, except the sample of her voice, possibly. So it's like very electronic and processed, but also um, very, like, even though it's inorganic, it's very true. Um, And it's, it's being inorganic in the most like sincere and honest way. It's possible that I'm oversubscribing this somewhat, but you know what? These English major thoughts have to go somewhere. You're welcome. Mark, your thoughts. Uh, The idea that it's inorganic, but it's true applies to share in so many ways. Yes. And uh, that is very well said. I am glad that we've only got one share song left because it allows the one song to represent the endless cycles of comebacks and stavacks that Cher has enacted yes. throughout her career. The synecdoche of Cher, if you will, and possibly if you won't. And I've been thinking about this because obviously we've gone back and forth throughout the season about, well, I found someone was this huge comeback and she had truly come from nowhere. But I do really think Believe is the right song to have here because once Believe happened, Cher would never need to come back again. And that to me is pretty cool because she has not needed to come back again. She may not have had any more top 10 hits, but no one has considered Cher uncool or over since Believe. And that is pretty powerful. She has ascended into... Elder stateswoman legend status. She shows up for 15 minutes in Mamma Mia 2 and people are like, oh my God, this is amazing. She somehow mastered Twitter for a while Mm -hmm. by being like, great. So this to me is such a great example of of a comeback that becomes a stay back. And it is part of the share narrative. Share, of course, being the ultimate comeback story because she keeps doing it over and over and over again. And the song itself is wonderful, which we haven't maybe talked about as much. We've touched on this topic, but it doesn't hurt that Believe is a great song. And it is artificial yet sincere, like you were saying. And it does contain a really strong vocal, but it also contains a manipulated vocal. And all of that is just, it's such an exactly perfect choice to be here in our final. I agree. And I also agree that votes for this song at this point may be for the artist over the particular song, but I think that that's appropriate for this song. Uh, Like that there is this sort of Moebius of meta um, comeback meaning to the song. So if people were like, well, I really wanted to vote for I found someone, but since that's not available, I am voting for the artist because there are different ways that these songs epitomize who she is and what she does. 
I am comfortable with that without revealing yes. our votes, which PS we're going to do at the end all in a bunch. And then we're going to um, have big feelings about them. Uh, agreed. So I guess now is a good time to talk about walk this way. Sure. Because talk about a stay back. I mean, again, the comeback that Aerosmith had here was so mighty mm. that they almost obviated the need for their seventies career. Like I, I, we've had a lot of patrons in our comment section on the polls talking about the fact that as far as they're concerned, Aerosmith begins here. Right. And it is true that even in the eighties and nineties, they were releasing live or remade versions of their earlier hits. Anyway, Mm -hmm. there was a live version of dream on that was on MTV all the time in the nineties. They, released a new version of Sweet Emotion when they released a box set and there was a music video that was on MTV, which meant, as far as I knew, this is a new song. So to me, this comeback is uh, really, really amazing in the sense that it overtook the initial phase of the artist's career and established them as a band that we will never forget And you think about all of the hits that they had after this that we think of as being the Aerosmith canon. It all is because this song hurled them back into the spotlight. And what else could you ask a comeback song to do? What else could you ask a comeback song to accomplish? I mean, there are those who might say this comeback is the reason that I don't want to miss a thing happened and therefore I do not care for it. But (laughs) that's neither here nor there. The other thing is I think it's really nice that this comeback is also wrapped up in the introduction for a lot of people to hip hop and Mm -hmm. mainstream hip hop and run DMC is not an insignificant portion of what's happening here. Maybe it wasn't their comeback. Maybe in a way it was their breakthrough, but that only makes it even cooler that this song can be both at once. And I just love that. And, uh, that is, this song helped make it so that run DMC never had to come back and it made it clear and sure that Aerosmith never had to come back again. Uh, you know, Holy crap. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. We have one song. That's a just one artist and one song. That's an exemplar of, um, a kind of pretty significant subgroup of the songs that we talked about starting from the beginning, which is X artist featuring Y and then right. it's not just a um, like a, a lone comeback. It's one artist giving another a leg up, and that it is this cross genre situation in this case where uh, hip hop is giving a leg up to like arena rock, and um, then arena rock is also kind of uh, I don't know sugar coating hip hop a little bit in some way right. for some people who are like, I don't like hip hop. Like, don't you? Cause it's, there's nothing rappier than run DMC and they're brilliant. And who doesn't like that? No one, um, no one that like I Sarah care Lee. to know. Everybody doesn't like something. Nobody doesn't like run DMC. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. Uh, so that is, I think great for the purposes of this discussion, which is like the whole point of the season is the discussion, but it also Um, it also raises a lot of questions about like when you have two artists in a comeback song and one of them is sort of holding the door for the comeback artist, like in this case, 
how big of a comeback is that or significant or, um, I don't know, qua, is it compared to Believe, which is share only. It's not like share featuring, you know, a, a computer. It's share. <laughs> so that was really something that I had to think about. And then did you revisit this video at any point during the season? Um, I assume you did. Yeah. It, the- <laughs> I had forgotten, because this is just like in my Apple Music library, so I would just listen to it. But I just went on, like I was already on YouTube for something else. And I was like, all right, let's see this video. It's been 30 years probably. I forgot the whole narrative and like they're at a rehearsal space. And, Come on, man. And like just kind of... um bouncing off each other and then like steven tyler literally breaks through the wall of their rehearsal space yes but another thing that i forgot about the song and like i needed the visual to remind me was how much run dmc is dominating the first like third of this song Mm. but it's like Mm -hmm. well here's aerosmith and they're doing their thing and then Run DMC is like, oh, no, 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 no. This is how it's done. And we're going to show you for like a full minute. Uh, I tried to pull a clip that get, just sort of gives you the flavor of Run DMC elbowing in front of Aerosmith for a while and then being like, now that now that you've heard, we're going to step back and Aerosmith is going to step forward. So here's a clip. I don't think I managed to get the whole breadth of that narrative into the clip but uh i'm only one guy with some software here's the clip i know what to do Now, I think voting for this or not is maybe dependent on how important you think it is that the alchemy of the song is like nothing in the song is possible without all of the parts. Right. I am still not sure how I feel about that is A. And B, I think that this is one of those things that like an actual music major who took the um, arithmetic of linguistics classes at university would be like, well, here's this chart. And then there's like imaginary numbers happening. And I'll be like, all right, just tell me how to think. (sighs) Stop making me look at math. I know. Like I can't, I I must stop mathing and follow my heart. Um, But this that these two songs are in the final and that especially walk this way is just this like phd thesis level bin of different conversations about how music like physically but also emotionally works is great like what a i mean what a pleasure (laughs) <laughs> what a pleasure mm-hmm. to have this podcast and sort of survey a song like this and be like, we could probably do a podcast just about this song that went for like 40 episodes into <laughs> yeah. it. However, I should stop talking now. 
How are you feeling right now? You made a really good point about the fact that Aerosmith doesn't come along for quite a while in this song. But I actually wonder if that's not even a bigger point in favor of it being the powerful comeback that we're talking about it being. Yeah, because they start, at least in the videos version of the song, as you heard, they've been like, you know, raging over there on the left and run DMC over on the right are like, oh my God, fucking turn it down, shit. And then run DMC comes to the fore, but like the, the order of it and the proportions of it, you might be right. That might be an argument that it is the bigger comeback because they're coming back within the, the song, song itself. That's right. Because how, think about the number of times that someone is sampled in a hip hop song, but it's not their song anymore. And suddenly Aerosmith gets to come back within the remake. Like that. Oh shit. Okay. I would also like to note that I believe, uh, in Come Life on, After Love man, is from this song is sampled in Don't Call It a Comeback. I believe that's oh, the opening. Come shit. on, man, of uh Mama Said Knock You Out, I think is from the song. Oh my so god. We're okay. through the fucking looking glass here, people. Well, now I think it's time for me to tell you something else that's going to just make this even more of a thrilling journey. <laughs> I have to say first, our patrons have been phenomenal this season. Your comments on Patreon have been so thoughtful. Oh, so good. Filled with filled with fantastic stories, funny anecdotes, really thoughtful analysis. It's been a real pleasure to read them. I know we haven't read all of them on the air because people write at such length and with such eloquence that it would take like an extra hour per episode just to give all the comments they're due. But please know we are reading them all and responding mm-hmm. to them if not on Patreon, to each other on Slack. And it just makes it so much fun. Now, Sarah, here's the thing. For the first time, I believe, ever in the thousand-year history of our show, it is a perfect 50-50 split. Fuck. Meaning, it's a wash. The patrons can't... The patrons are unable to return a verdict. That we, we So, it now, if you and I have different songs in first and second place. I think we just have to say it's a tie. I mean, but what a, like what a perfect, I know I can't be mad. (laughs) I won't be mad if it's a tie. I mean, the, the stars had to align in a very particular way for this to happen. I mean, I sort of had a vote in mind. I went back and forth on it and then I settled on that vote. Assuming that the, that the Patreons would just like help us decide yeah, and that it didn't and really matter what I did, but shit. I know. And now it's become clear that the patrons are just as, um, just as enthralled by this challenge as we are. I will tell you that I think in the course of listening to you, I changed my vote. <laughs> you, you without meaning to perhaps made me change my mind on who I'm voting for. <laughs> okay, I th- I think that um, maybe this is not good radio, and I'm probably going to cut all of this, but I think we should maybe just like re- each write down our vote and then reveal on the count of three. Yeah, uh, hold on. I don't have paper. Um, okay, or what I'll do is, I guess I could hold up fingers, right? Like, Yeah, if so I hold if up- believe is one and walk this way is two, Yeah, then we reveal... 
okay, I just I need oh, a minute sh- to think about what I'm actually gonna do. Okay. Cause I I think I might have talked myself out of my shit. <laughs> okay. I I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm prepared to count down and just let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Carrie Underwood. Okay, yes. Uh, give me count backwards from I guess five, okay. and then I will throw up my my sign. All right, five, four, three, two, one and a half. Huh? One. Okay, <laughs> listeners, you can't see this. I held up a two voting for Run DMC. Oh my God. And Sarah held up a one voting for Believe. The patrons were 50-50 split. That means we have, possibly for the only time ever in the history of our show, that this will ever happen, a tie. We have two winners, two crowns, Believe and Walk believe This Way. This are, way. Believe I This mean, Way. Believe This Way. I've... I would love actually to get um, the surviving runs DMC and share in a room and just see what happens. I mean, yeah, I think what seriously. might happen is that they split an edible and just sit around talking shit about all the people they know in common. But uh, I, they just, might I just, mean, they might have 15 minutes of smack to talk about Jan Wenner. For, for yes. Oh my God. It, pff, here for that. Would sell tickets to that. Would buy an expensive ticket to that. Into it. Um, I, in some way, feel like this is a perfect result because a comeback is all about the present making room for the past. And yes. so at the top of this mountain, it, there is actually room for more than one. And I am comfortable with that. I don't think that would be true in any other season. But in this season, I am I am comfortable with more with more. What I like too is that when I started this season, I didn't think about the fact that there would be different ways that one could come back mm-hmm. and that we would have two finalists who epitomize different paths. So to have two winners who are in a way different approaches to the same geometry problem. Yes. It's really great. Like, I feel like this is this, like you just said, this is making me feel correct. I am not feeling like anyone has been shortchanged. And in fact, I think I would have felt that someone had been shortchanged if they had not both won. It's a Mm -hmm. rare moment when it really needed to be a tie. Yeah. Ah, well, I'm into it. This has been a a really crazy journey that it's been so much fun. Uh, and meatloaf didn't win. <laughs> there's also <Nope>. that <laughs> Meat, meatloaf didn't win. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, Wilbury wreckage in the rear view, but you know what? Uh, this, this is correct. Yeah, this is correct. This is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, thank you so much for contributing to this season. Uh, we helped us all get to the right place. And Sarah, I, don't feel like that you will ever need to come back. You have a permanent place in my heart. And uh, I'd walk this way with you anytime. You better believe it. Oh. No choice now. 
and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Sarah D. Bunting and Mark Blankenship. That's me. And edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. This podcast is a proud member of the Believe Network. Learn more at BLEAV.com. And if you want to talk about songs, suggest a season theme, get a pop chart reading or customized playlist, or have a cocktail with us and your fellow listeners, then come on by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash where you'll find polls, happy hours, and tons of extra episodes and content. We're also at Talk Songs on Twitter, at Mastass Everywhere on Instagram, and Mastass.podcast on Facebook. Or just email us, talkaboutsongs at gmail.com. All that contact info will be in our show notes. Scroll down. Hope we'll be talking about songs with you soon. Thanks for listening. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.